think there's a lot of things that hip hop has shown, shared, exemplified that mm -hmm. are things that we need to look at changing in our society. We are still in celebration mode of Black Music Month. Columbus, Ohio-based DJ Crate Digger is back with part two, and we have included a hip hop roundtable discussing more beats, more rhythms, and more rhymes. I'm Val The Voice Johnson, and this is Interludes. Interludes, a Peer Lighthouse production. This episode is brought to you by... Need help with wills, trusts, or protecting your LLC? Join Legal Shield today. Text the word LEGAL to 347 652 0243 for more information. And now, all the way from the south side of Chicago, give it up for your host, Val The Voice Johnson. They say you locate your creative tribe when it comes to business, entrepreneurship, and innovative ventures. If you're into filmmaking, vibe and find a good tribe of filmmakers. If you're into DJing, find and collaborate with other DJs. As Interludes continues to celebrate 50 years in hip-hop and also Black Music Month, it was a pleasure to continue the conversation after our main interview with DJ Crate Digger. We talked about fandom and how working with some of our favorite artists in the music industry or meeting them for the first time in person keeps us humble, especially DJ Crate Digger, and how it has become the bedrock of his long, fruitful career as a DJ. Like, I have to remind myself, having been in this industry for like 26 years, like, my first major concert was the Hot Boys. It was like being... I think I was 18. The 19, hot mix? The hot no the hot the hot boys from um like hot boys. Um Manny Fresh, Lil Wayne, those like guys. BG. Yeah. Yeah. So like mm -hmm. so being 20, doing my first major concert in an arena and they're performing, like that's and like I understand that they're famous, but it's kind of like we're not like co-workers per se, but like we're work like we're work associates. And I say it mm -hmm. on my documentary, it's like when people come to shows, they don't look on the stage and be like, I wonder how long he's been DJing. Or I wonder, like, they see you no. on the stage, they expect shit to be dope. And my if thing it ain't is dope. Like, yeah, if it yeah, ain't dope. Yeah. And if we all on the same stage, like, I, I'm not here because I'm cute or because I bought my way. Like, I'm here because I've done whatever I was supposed to do for people to believe that I, I bring whatever talent and value to the stage. So my expectation is if we all on the same stage, there's a level of, I don't want to call it parody per se, but like we all on a certain level, if we all on the same stage performing. Mm -hmm. So I say that to say over all of the years and all these different folks I've met who some of them I've developed personal friendships with, mm -hmm. like I understand that as a very distinct and separate and even special time sometimes perspective and experience to have because a lot of folks still look at a lot of these artists like as superstars. And even though they know they're people, it's still like, yeah, like this the fan the fandom and the starstruck nature and all that. So, you know, I try to allow a, 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 cer a, a certain level of kind of humanity to come through to know that like yeah. I can list up all of these people that I've worked with or all these things that I've done, but I still 
put my pants on one leg at a time. I still got to pay bills. I still got to shave. And like, you know, I, I have a nice house, but like, I don't like float on some cloud. My house got doors and steps. And I got, you know, the same way so-and-so got to get on Zoom for their job. I'm on Zoom doing this interview and I got a kid talking in the background too. So it's like, we all people, we just do different things. Yeah, so I just try to, you know, bring that level of humanity to certain things within, you know, along with the context of I've had amazing examples. I mean, amazing experiences. I tell people all the time, I'm a everyday guy that lives a not so everyday life. And, you know, I'm cool with it. I got and the identity. Uh-huh. And the documentary is on your website or where is yep. it? It's on it's about okay. its own tab. It's called A Day in the Life, but it's there on the website. And it's only like 35 minutes as well. So it just basically was a day in the life. I, I just had a, a buddy of mine follow me. I had a gig here in Columbus. I traveled to Akron. I had two separate gigs in Akron and it just got all these different points of both my history and how I came to be in DJ and what it's like to be part of a show on you know, from the backside. It's like I don't really go to shows and get to watch them the same way other people do. You know, when I get to watch a show, I'm side stage or backstage comparing to do my next part. So as much as I'm enjoying the experience, I'm still at work and preparing for my next kind of phase and shift of work, so to speak. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That. <laughs> so I, um, where was I? Yeah. So I was, uh, this was a, an event that uh, D-Nice was DJing, but they put him on the stage. And he was away from the main audience. So I came up and we had met the year before. And so I was talking with him and then um, I, I get ready to leave. He was like, wait, wait. I was like, what? What? He's like, don't leave me up here by myself. Yeah. I'm so far away from the people. And I said, oh, no. Everybody's super small. Like when you were a little kid, you used to like crush it. Like everybody's super small. <laughs> He was like, yeah. wait, wait. I was like, what? He's like, wait, come in. I was like, yeah, yeah, don't leave me here. <laughs> bring, bring a seat. Bring a chair. So I called I called all my coworkers. I was like, um, D Nice would like to, you know, speak with you. We have to thank him. because I, I I took I was very happy to say I was responsible for making sure you got paid. Because I worked in, in the legal department. So I was very happy to make sure you got paid. Now let's let me bring some other friends up here so they can keep you company. So I just had a lot of people keep coming back through. <laughs> yeah. Like there's some days where it's like like you said, you know, especially if you're doing these big arenas with tens of thousands of people and you just look out and there's people all over and it's like you on stage and you maybe I don't want to say backstage, but at the rear of the stage or or you know. And the isolation is theoretically for the production value to show how you are the feature and important and special. But like part of DJing is about that community, that engagement, that interaction. And that's very hard to have when people are (laughs) half a mile away. (laughs) Oh, I know. And I was like, oh, no. And what do you think about Idris Elba being a DJ? Because I think that's hilarious. He's known for acting. But he loves DJing, and I uh, there was a Netflix Netflix show that came on called Turn Up Charlie. I wish they had done another season of that, but I was just like blown away. Like you are in a DJ and like that. <laughs> so what's funny that you say that is I've heard him DJ a couple of times. I've never seen him live, but I've heard him a couple of times. Mm-hmm. He's you know he's good, so it's not like you know it's not like <laughs> Paris Hilton or some of these other folks who <laughs> DJ. But it's funny that you say that because like. He is an actor that when people find out he's a DJ, they're like, what, huh? For me, it's inverse when I have conversations with folks, especially younger folks, mm-hmm. and they see DJ Jazzy Jeff for the first time. To them, 
he's an actor. Like they know him as the kid from Fresh Prince. Fresh Prince, right? And, and not realizing, like, yo, not only has he been a DJ for like twenty, give or take twenty years before fifteen, 30, twenty, whatever. Yeah, thirty. Well, at least before Fresh Prince came out, he was a mm -hmm. DJ for me for at least fifteen, twenty years. Mm -hmm. Like the first ever hip hop, the first ever Grammy in the hip hop categories, like was him and Will Smith. So what you say about seeing Idris Elba as a DJ and it kind of flips your paradigm, like people seeing Jazzy Jeff DJ and be like, that's the actor. Like, no, like he, he's a DJ. Who DJ acted for first. real. Right. Yeah. Then so, he's it's an just, actor. <laughs> so, so it's, it's funny. And, you know, once again, people come to places how they come to those places. But it's once again, it's interesting how, 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 how those things are framed. It's like, if this is the, the, the perspective that I know you from or, or see you from, and I see you in other spaces. It's kind of like when you're a kid and you see your teacher at the grocery store. You're like, oh my gosh, she shops for real? Yeah, like, <gasps> like, they let, they let you out the, outside the school? But it's yes. like, you know, so it's like, it's, that, it's, it's just one again, it's, it's funny and it's very human and every day. But like, you know, and I, I think you, you can understand the perspective of like, we've been on a certain side of the curtain for so long. Our perspective of it is very different than like the lay person. Or, or other folks. So it's always interesting like to hear those experiences and hear people share those perspectives. And I think I said this the other day, but like hearing how people come to certain spaces that I've been at, or as I come to certain spaces that other people have been at, I'm like, yo, you were telling me about blah, blah, blah. I had the aha moment. And they're like, well, welcome to, welcome to 1995. I'm like, all right, thanks. I, I told you I was coming. I didn't say when I was gonna get here, but I told you I was on the way. But, you know, you know, just the, just the, the human nature of a lot of what we do, you know, I, I try to keep that engaged because so much of what we do, like you say, is AI or technology or just the ones and zeros of, 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 of how we engage each other, whether it's real or not, like this, that human interaction gets lost a lot of times, whether it's because I'm trying to put a certain face for it for social media or because I've talked to these people for two years and never met them. Some, I only see their faces as a, a as an icon or emoji and not as a person, even in video. So, mm -hmm. you know, just once again, reminding folks like we're, we're human beings and we engage in different ways as, as technology and different things allow us, but that doesn't inherently change the fact that humans are made to be interactive people and how we interact just, you know, is based on how we choose to do those things. But, like, you know, it's again, it's like we're just all a whole lot of people doing our thing and how it overlaps and inter intersects is how it overlaps and intersects. I have been watching the writer's strike that happened that started last month. And one of the conversations that's been floating around is that AI might go ahead and replace or come in to write stories or write scripts for television, um, t TV series, streaming series, as well as films. And I'm going, that sounds crazy. Then I've also heard that AI is definitely being used to curate music, definitely with um, Spotify, Apple Music, I think Amazon Music and a few other places where the AI or the algorithm, you know, listens to what you've picked and said, OK, well, we're going to pick all of these songs based on the one song from, I don't know, Kurt Franklin or Yolanda Adams or, you know, De La Soul or uh, or, black what, or, or whatever is uh, helping yeah. pay those ad revenues that they exactly. want to stick to you to hope you like. Yeah, I hope you like. Yeah. And here's the thing. What's your thought process on because AI has been used in and definitely music and curating at. But it, 
do you feel like it would put <laughs> someone like a crate digger out of business the ai person or the ai situation <laughs> um so theoretically no because I, I think when it's all said and done there's ideally once again ideally there's a human and a a person to person touch that i don't know that can be replicated Right. Um, but at the same time, there's software that allows you to put plug in a playlist and it'll mix and blend. So if you're just talking about just the presentation of the music, computers have been doing that for many years. Right now, does that make for a DJ? My opinion, no. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I have to be open to the fact that regardless of how I feel about it and what my opinions are about it, the mm -hmm. definition of what a DJ or DJing is, is changing. Sometimes it depends on who you ask and what their experience is. Sometimes it, it depends on what level of corporate engagement you're asking. So are you asking these companies that make these different pieces of hardware that allow you to play music or allow you to press this button because you don't have the skill set to do this scratch, but you want to, <laughs> you want to put that into your performance. So just press this button and we'll do it for you. Or if you're asking somebody who wants to hire a DJ, but they only have X amount of dollars. So, okay, I can't hire a DJ, but I need somebody to play music. So I'm just gonna hire somebody. So like, I, and I say all that with, with no uh, judgment, but just understanding that all the people come into the conversation around DJing and what a DJ is from different kind of parts of the galaxy. And we all have our different perspectives and all those things. So I think once again, depending on what you see as a DJ and what a DJ does and how they do it, I think how that is important to you and, and kind of how that manifests to you is the determiner, determination of if AI can recreate that. So once again, if it's solely about music delivery, AI and hard software has been doing it for years. If it's about mm -hmm. saying that I'm looking out across the space and like we mentioned earlier in the conversation and I'm seeing this vibe is or isn't taken off mm -hmm. or I'm seeing this vibe is or isn't taken off or I'm seeing these folks who come in, and even if I don't know about them specifically, I can tell by their attire, they're from this space in the world. So I'm gonna play music mm -hmm. that fits, that, that interacts with that space in the world. Or I don't mm -hmm. know them personally, but I can see their colors and I recognize those Greek letters. So I know that these songs are the songs that their Greek organization is gonna respond to. Or mm -hmm. even knowing that there's some venues to where there could be nobody on the dance floor but I can look out and see everybody having a great time at their seats, at the bar or at their tables or whatever. Mm -hmm. So even though the dance floor may be empty, I can still gauge that people are enjoying themselves. So once again, I think at some point, if we can teach AI to drive cars and we can send monkeys to space and all the things that we do as humans with technology, <laughs> I'm sure that we can figure out how to read rooms like that. But I think there's a human element that will never be recreated by computers because they're quite simply they're not humans and i think there's something very magical special and um kind of unreplaceable about humans in that way we'll be right back after a word from our sponsors need help with wills trust or protecting your llc join legal shield today for more information regarding legal protection or to join our worldwide sales team text the word legal to 347-652-0243. And now back to our show.
For almost two years, I have been active on the audio streaming platform called Clubhouse. I created the Interludes platform there, and also I've been a part of the content creators of Color Collective, or C4. It's been a blessing to receive such wonderful industry tips in regards to podcasting. I invited a few of my fellow podcasters and fellow artists to join me on the Clubhouse virtual stage to discuss hip-hop and the direction we see the genre going into beyond these 50 years. Along with DJ Crate Digger, we spoke with fellow DJ and podcaster Al Pete, filmmaker King B, Mindset Moments podcaster and inspirational DJ Lakeisha Mosley, and one of my close friends, supporter, and creator of Absolutely Focused Radio, Mr. Daniel Nelson. We, I think we recorded this probably a week or two ago, and I knew I wanted to do something on Black Music Month and then also 50 Years of Hip Hop. Did anyone catch the ABC special that aired yesterday celebrating Hip Hop 50 at 50? Did anyone see that? It came on at like about 10 o'clock last night on ABC. Did anybody see that? No, I wasn't able to catch it. Oh, man. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it's I, it's gonna, it's streaming right now on Hulu because what they'll do is they'll air it on ABC and then they now they've partnered with Hulu, so anything that's on ABC will end up getting streamed there. But I love that they had Angie Martinez kind of curating the space, and they covered uh, one of the topics that has been a topic in recent years because of the pandemic and beyond: mental health. We've gone through a lot with uh, the things that happened. The uh, I want to call it the protests in 2020, and then of course. Um, the unprecedented people who passed away during COVID. But I, I know hip-hop culture during, I have to say, I was a little late on this, and Crate, you'll back me up on this. The song that got me through the protests, and I, for so often I'd go out there, you know, masked up and everything. And, you know, I was all up, upset about, you know, Breonna Taylor, um, George Floyd. And the song that I ended up leaning on real hard was All Right from... Why is his name for why why is that name his name leaving? Ken, Kendrick Lamar, keep going, keep going. Thank yeah, you, yeah. Kendrick Lamar. Thank you. <laughs> and so I I found myself listening to that often, and I was thinking why. And the song came out maybe about five or five or six years prior earlier, and I'm thinking why am I just getting up on this? Like I've heard earlier stuff from 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 Kendrick, but that particular song got me through, and I felt. It was good to hear that when hip hop started in '73, that it was kind of the voice of of what was happening, the movement. But kind of, I feel like it was it was party, it was dancing and things, and then it ended up being. I want to say I feel like they kept focusing on um, Grandmaster Flash, um, the message song. They kept they focused on that song often, but Crate. When you think about culture in regards to giving a voice to the voiceless, has hip hop represented us well in that regard? My opinion, generally speaking, is hip hop has represented very well. And I guess a caveat to that is it's not always positive. I think there's a lot of things that hip hop has shown, shared, uh, exemplified that Mm -hmm. are things that we need to look at changing in our society. You know, we, we can speak about 
even though it, it's not just held to, but, you know, once again, I guess it's more so iconic. You know, there was a lot of noise made about how uh, women were talked about and treated inside of hip hop, you know, from all throughout time, but specifically late 80s, early 90s. Um, so like that, that's something that needs to be addressed because A, historically speaking, there are so many women in hip hop who have been overlooked as pioneers and part of helping this culture continue on. But because of the male driven uh, and male dominant society that we live in, a lot of them are forgotten about and or underrepresented. And then along with that, you know, you mentioned Angie Martinez and mental health, you know, on the flip side of of that kind of mirror is hip hop has allowed us to see things and address things that may have been conversations in smaller pockets. It allows mm-hmm. the, the conversation to kind of be ev- elevated to where we're all seeing, oh, this is a conversation that's happening here, here, and here. We're all having the same conversation, but we're having it at different times, different spaces. Now we can kind of have this conversation all together and see what the community or the communal larger aspect of the conversation can can uh, yield for us. But I, you know, I, I don't think there's ever been a time that I felt uh, ashamed per se. Mm-hmm. of hip hop being a representation of, of me culturally, you know, once again, there's times where it's less, um, less positive than other times, but I think that that just speaks to humanity, you know, uh, other than Val and maybe Al Pete, I think we mm-hmm. all have our flaws from time to time. So, you know, there's, there's no all positive to, to any of us. So I think, you know, to, to be someone who has grown up with, once again, as I said, culture, I mean, hip hop being like my cultural language, um, I, I, I'm, I'm more than okay with, with, you know, with that mantle. Yeah. Yeah. And it's important, I think, for us to acknowledge if, and when we in hip hop, if it's, if it's representing us well, and I'm a little bit older than hip hop, hip hop came out in, and they said 73 and I know one of the biggest songs was a Sugar Hill Gang. Um, And I think what ended up happening, I ended up hearing, I saw an interview with Nile Rogers, who was one of the members of Le Chic. And so everyone knows that their song, Good Times, the instrumental break is kind of the the bed of the um, Rapper's Delight song. And so what was happening is that two genres of music were kind of coming together and then kind of moving away like disco got dissed and then hip hop kind of stood on kind of stood on its 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 I want to say foundation say no we're actually going to do something with this um women being represented well in hip hop always felt and they mentioned this last night when I watched the the doc the doc is how sometimes women had to have like a b-boy persona so they could be accepted in this very male dominated uh, genre of music i feel like roxanne shantae i feel like she's someone that comes to mind when i think about a woman uh, being a pioneer she was mentioned Uh, what was good to good to see was mc light who i don't know if you all know anytime there's an award show or something dealing in music, she's the voiceover or kind of the MC. And I'm talking on like the Emmys, Oscar platforms. Like it's a thing. Her and 
uh, one of my favorites, D-Nice. I would love to have him on the platform. And I've reached out to his people, and they're saying, you know what, he's, he's slowing down this summer. He would love to come to your platform. So when that happens, that's coming. Al, thank you so much for being here. I know you're also a DJ and a podcaster as well. I met both Crate and Al in... I'm going to need help with this crate. It's the C4, which is called the Content Creators of Color Collective. Thank you. Because <laughs> I do not want to butcher it. But Al, what did you think of the interview? What did you think? Hey, good afternoon, everybody. What's happening? Mm -hmm. What's happening? Mm -hmm. um, nah, I thought it was dope. I thought it was dope, man. I mean, it's always good to hear um, musicians um, talk, you know, mm -hmm. It's, it's, to me, it's, it's nerd talk. <laughs> so, <laughs> if, <laughs> so I love it, and I, I absolutely love it when I when when nerds are talking about hip hop, and mm -hmm. um, the many conversations I've had with Craig, um, it's always been um, reassuring because I because I feel like I am that only person that uh, that thinks and feels and 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 uh, interacts with hip hop like that mm -hmm. from a from a consumer standpoint as well as a DJ standpoint, so it's always good to hear Craig had that uh, Craig had that wisdom, man. And I, I just I, I honor his wisdom with uh, within it, his works and all that stuff. I, and I, I honor you as well for taking the time to to you know to dive into this topic. So overall, I, d I definitely love the, uh, the conversation. It'll definitely get a playback. I hope everybody get to hear it. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and. With Crate, I noticed, I went to his YouTube, and then I went to a few things. And if you guys could give Crate a follow on YouTube, I, I know I have your website, and he mentioned it several times in the in the podcast, but go ahead and subscribe and give him a follow. Uh, he has some very good content. I love seeing kind of the behind the scenes, his setup, and when he breaks out the records and he's getting ready to get going and then he gets going with, with the, the music and you're like, oh, okay, I feel like I'm peering. I'm like a fly on the wall watching watching someone DJ. And it's like, okay, this is this is fascinating. And I've, I've, I've always had a DJ inside of me. I've been more on the MC side of DJing than anything else. But I think this is a tribe here. Lakeisha Mosley, who is my one of my co-mods here, she has a gospel show, and she's on Inspire 3, Inspire Radio, and that's with a three, not an E, and she does the gospel hour with the Lakeisha Mosley show that's on Sundays at 7 p.m. Eastern, and what she does is curate a space where she talks mental health and then also definitely plays gospel music and sometimes independent artists who are new to the platform and new to gospel music or inspirational music and she she's there doing that and it's it, she streams here on clubhouse but then it's also on inspire with an e radio.com hopefully i said that right is that correct uh, lakeisha yes you did you were also okay so it's inspire radio with the three not an e and it's mm -hmm. intentional just to make a little difference in it but you know, you you got it. You got it, sis. I really appreciate the uh, the shout out. I really appreciate everybody here. <laughs> of course, of course. So we are men and women who love the this space of curating safe spaces that where you bring in DJs, you bring in folks, and you talk about the music and you share. 
Guys, give me your, if you could think of a favorite song, it's hard to narrow it down to one, but if you could think of that favorite hip-hop song that no matter where you are on the radio, if you're at a party, if if you're at somebody's house chilling, doing a cookout, when you hear that one song, it brings out a mood. I'm not going to say it's my favorite, but it brings out a mood. I love uh, DJ Jazzy Jeff and Fresh Prince Summertime because of the mood of it. Now, the bass of that song is, is cool in the gang. I love that. But, uh, some, and I think it's Summer Madness. So that is one of my favorite songs that's sampled. But then I know I get into a vibe of I, I can't wait for the summertime. And, and you kind of hear them talking and clapping. Oh, ah, summertime. And they're clapping. I just sit back and unwind. And you get all into it. I'm like, yeah, I can't wait for the summertime. That's one of my favorites. Anyone, anyone that has a hip-hop, it has to be a hip-hop track. You could do gospel, but we're, we're talking hip-hop now. What's that one track that puts you in the mood? I'm going to open the floor. Oh, what you got, Craig? Uh, yeah, no, I'll just say Pete Rock and C.L. Smooth's uh, They Reminisce Over You will always kind of just remind me of the first time I heard that song. And I think that I think the first time I heard that song was the first time that hip-hop moved me to tears. Just thinking about the song, thinking about, you know, in the early 90s, you know, it came out in 92. So, mm-hmm. like, you know, just all the things that were going on in, in my local community as well as nationwide and, you know, young people dying um, from drugs and gangs and all those things. And then how well that story was told. So it was almost like we all knew T-Roy, who the song is in part written about. Like, it's, it's like we all knew this, this guy and we were all kind of mourning together along with our own personal experiences. So I think They Reminisce Over You will always be one of those songs that kind of just takes me to a space yeah that's a wow that's a great choice i saw queen lakeisha you on mic what, what what song comes to mind for you oh yeah it was a few so i'm like the one top one of course is queen latifah um UNITY. i said yeah. i remember that song i was like you would call me a what i said yes right queen that's what's up women power so every time i hear that song i literally get in the vibes <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> oh my goodness, <laughs> Al. I know you got a few. What what's one that stands out to you? I was sitting here trying to think. Um, mm-hmm. The ones that the ones that come to mind is uh, Nas, "The World Is Yours," um, "Common," "I Used to Love Her." <gasps> Ooh. Um. For some, uh, like. Souls of Mischief 937 Infinity gets me in that mode too. It it sits it sits me in that pocket for sure. Those three songs are off off the top of my head. Those three songs are like, yeah. Right, yeah, we 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 in hip hop mode. <laughs> 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 hip hop mode. I, I oh my gosh, I love it. Cause yeah, and gosh, we we I think every song we've mentioned comes from my favorite era of hip hop. My favorite era of hip hop was between, I want to say 88, 89 and like 93, 94. I felt like the best tracks of of, of hip hop tracks came during those, I want to say five or six years. Then after like 95, 96, and that was, and that's after I stopped DJing. I was, I, I went, picked up a job, picked up a real job and started teaching high school. And the high schoolers were trying to train me on on that as well. Uh, Daniel, I see that you're here. 
uh, what song, a hip hop song, stands out for you that you know, that brings up a certain mood for you? What, which one is that? It was um, T Rock Successful, uh, Reminisce. That when he, once you listen to that song, you could just picture the story. You don't even, like, aside from seeing the video, but just listening to the rhyme and just picturing the video is, oh my God. Uh, you know, and then uh, my, my other hip hop song is Uptown Anthem from Naughty by Nature. Oh, wow. That's a great one. I love that one. Oh, so wow. That drops, you get goosebumps. I know it's a little, you know, we're talking about hip hop. But, um, yeah. <laughs> oh, my. Yeah, yeah. And Daniel, let me make sure that I speak about what he does as well. Daniel has a platform called Absolutely Focus Radio. And that is on live365.com. And if you are feeling a little blue, you can tune in and get affirmations, motivational speeches from some of our top folks, Miles Mon Reverend Miles Monroe, uh, the late Miles Monroe, Tony Robbins. It's, 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 who is this? Devon Franklin. It's bananas. And so when I feel a little blue, if I need a little boost. I tune in to that. I see King B is, is in the room. Thank you. Grand rising to you, brother. I'm glad that you're here to join me on the platform. I have to say this music video has definitely contributed to moving hip hop into, I want to say, the living rooms of everywhere. And y'all remember Yo! MTV Raps? Y'all remember that? Absolutely. Remember that. Yeah. <laughs> that was a vibe. Absolutely. <laughs> Couldn't wait until oh, it yeah. came on. It's like, oh, the next week's going to come on. They're going to they're gonna have this person interviewed and all those things. Oh, yeah. It was a vibe. Loved it. Yeah. And then, of course, I liked how, you know, I think Don Cornelius, I don't know if you all remember, with Soul Train, it took him a minute to get with hip-hop being on his platform. Do you, do you, can you all name the very first hip-hop artist he had on his platform? Oh, gosh. Wasn't it um, the hip-hop, the, the hippity-hip-hop? Uh, really, that was the first one, because he didn't like it. So I figured He didn't that like was it at all. One. I thought somebody no. knew that. <laughs> mm -mm. Mm -mm. I'm going to look. I'm going to see if I can find it. But I wanted to welcome King B to the stage. Thank you so very much for coming through and, and for support. He is a very talented filmmaker based here in the Midwest alongside, and we've known each other for a while on and off the, the the platform, but I definitely have come to his rooms. He used to do these music battle rooms, and I was thinking, man, how is he playing the music and it sounds so good? Well, brother, I learned, and you've definitely been an inspiration. King, say hello to the people. What's up, what's up, what's up, what's up, what's up, everybody? <laughs> yeah, it takes a little minute to uh, figure out the dynamics of doing it, but, you know, yeah, you got it. That's what's up. Thank you, thank you. And... Some of the things that he has going on, it's a lot. He has a, a couple of films that are streaming on Tubi, as well as getting ready to gear up for, uh, I believe, a podcast platform where he has someone that's going to be hosting. I don't want to butcher that, King, but what do you have coming up? Yeah, that was a little slicey right there, but it's all good. I, I figured it was. <laughs> we have now four 
uh, Father's Day made the fourth one. Uh, Rooster sequel just dropped four movies on Tubi. And we have a Roku channel, King B TV, which is available on the Tonic TV network on Roku. And very soon will be more than just Roku in the next maybe month or two. Uh, will be some of everywhere. Uh, so we have a complete channel. It's the only place you can find all five of my movies. And we have a new talk show, Live, that's just dropped. And we have two more talk, uh, two more TV shows. I mean, one from a young lady from New York and another one, uh, Brandy Martin from Chicago. So, and Jennifer Maharaj from New York. So, yeah, we're doing a couple of things. Doing a couple of things. Yes, of course. I really, really appreciate appreciate that. Thank you so very much, Daniel, for that. I totally forgot. Video Music Box. That was on the East Coast. Was that in Columbia? Was that in Columbus, DJ Crate? Was that in Columbus? No, Music Box was uh, New York, Jersey. Might have made it down to Philly, but during those years, that was an East Coast thing. Tri-state, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, so it was it was just there. So Daniel Daniel was on the East Coast uh, back in the day with that. So I definitely remember that remember that as well. And so King, I wanted to lastly just ask you if you had a track, a hip hop track that literally would take you into a positive place, or it it moved you to like this is this is my jam. You would hear it either at a cookout. Or on you know in the dance on the dance floor when you hear that one song it it does something to you. What is that one song for you, King? Uh, there's a few of them, but okay. uh, what just popped in my head, I suppose, was uh, or something to think about is uh, I get around Tupac. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was that was my life at the time. You know, what I'm saying? <laughs> at that time. So, yeah. 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 I of of a lot of the MCs when they would do this comparison between Biggie and Tupac, and I'd have to watch this when I lived in New York, crate. I had to I couldn't I couldn't say nothing bad about Jay Z Z Z Jay Z. I couldn't say nothing bad about Biggie. I couldn't say nothing bad about well, I, I like Nas. I didn't want to say nothing bad about him, but the <laughs> If I'd say, depending on where I am, if I'm going to compare these two MCs, um, Tupac and Biggie, I'm going to go with Tupac. I felt like his rap or his, there was more consciousness happening early in his career. Uh, he got more in the party. He did some party stuff, too, like what I get around. I, I like that song, too. And that was really good for radio because I don't think he did any very few cursing and stuff in that but it create and as we wrap up if there's that um one artist that's current that's in hip-hop that's someone that you look out for who would that be um uh, so without playing semantics i guess current for me Mm -hmm. you know Nas is still dropping great music you know kendrick is still doing stuff there's a lot of different artists that like they just drop good music but my opinion is anytime Andre 3000 lays something down, it'll be dope. Whether it's the stuff he did with Anderson Pack, the, the new track he's got out with Killer Mike that's just amazing that I'm still, you know, trying to, to, to decipher and um, digest. But 
I think Andre 3000 right now is kind of, you know, even though he doesn't drop as consistently as other artists, you know, I, I think he's at a point where like he can and will never miss again uh, throughout his career. He's just kind of elevated his art and, and, and the art of MC into a space that I think very few will ever um, attain when you kind of just look at like from a from a certain perspective of, of mastery. Mm, yeah, that's a, that's a great choice. That's a great choice. Wow. Next time on Interludes, we're celebrating Interludes' third year anniversary. Join us for a special tribute and additional clips from some of our favorite artists and favorite episodes. Next time on Interludes. Have you seen it? It's entertainment reviews, fabulous interviews, and sports you can use. Interludes Extra presents Talk on Tuesdays. Join us every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Central, 9 p.m. Eastern, live in the chat. Interludes, original concept by Valerie Johnson, written by Michael Womble. Produced by Michael Womble and Valerie Johnson. Original intro and outro music produced by Kendall Nesbitt. Interludes, a Peer Lighthouse production. This episode is brought to you by... Need help with wills, trust, or protecting your LLC? Join Legal Shield today. For more information regarding legal protection or to join our worldwide sales team, text the word legal to 347-652-0243. Become a future sponsor or advertiser on our podcasting platform by visiting our website today. To subscribe to our YouTube channel or join Interlude's Facebook group, visit the website linktree slash peerlightmedia. That's l-i-n-k-t-r dot e-e slash peerlightmedia. Thank you.